I'm going to hit record on this dumpster fire. You and I are going to have a podcast where we've already rehearsed the lines and the narratives. We're going to act like we do a live event, Orson Welles style, and not do one. Yeah, I'm full into conspiracy mode, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting sometimes is more important from outside the cage because it's where you get the truth. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rafa Sparza. Rafa, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing very well, Alex Jones. I mean, have Kevin. you looked I mean, into Alex it? Jones. Have you I, looked oh into it? Did you watch uh, that farce, that Shakespearean play unfold in 40 seconds? You know, okay, we'll get to our guests in a second, but let's do shtick first. You know, there was somebody who really critiqued this fight who might be able to help you delve into it a little deeper. It was none other than a former Conor McGregor. Uh, opponent who he's fought twice, if you would like to call him. Sure. On the line now, before we bring on Jake Watson and his victory lap and every rose has a thorn, which we can't afford, we have Nate Diaz on the line, people, who didn't seem that impressed by the fights. Nate, uh, did you watch? Did you think it was a screw job? Where are you at? Yeah, that shit was whack as fuck, dog. I watched that, and I was like, what is this, WWE? And I was like, maybe it is, because, like, Connor's there. Ha, that little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it is the last plane for him. So I- I'm going to start calling Connor Rey Mysterio McGregor. I'm not crazy, though. It seemed like... First of all, he's not the first person to throw shoulders. You've done it. John Jones has done it. I feel like your brother used Yo, to do it. Dog, he broke that fucking cowboy's nose with a shimmy. Like, I want you to just, like, think about that as, like, a thing, dog. So, okay, now, who's this other dork that you got on this show this week? Uh, fighter Jake Watson, jujitsu fighter, and just a swab debonair kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Jay, what, what's your whole deal? Do you, do you blaze up or no? Mr. Nate, Nate Diaz, sir, no, I, I don't. First of all, I'm not fucking Mr. Anybody, okay? When you go to the streets, you don't go by a fucking surname like that. You don't go, oh, Dr. Jones over here sells me my weed. No, it's fucking Frank, dog. All right. Do you have a question for me? Because guess what I found out, Kevin, on the streets, because that's where you get your news from. And that's where I get my news from. What's that? Guess what I found out? I found out this little punk on the show. I listen. And you asked him last week, you said, do you have a podcast, dog? And he was like, nah, dude, I wouldn't do that. But guess who has a podcast this week, son? This lion motherfucker on the line? Well, wait, 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 wait. Jake Watson has a podcast? I said that it, I said I had one. I never said I didn't have one. I said that I was in. But you said that you weren't going to do one yet. And then all of a sudden you drop like an episode, like you're Eminem or some shit. And you're just like, (laughs) guess what? Here's the fucking album. And here's my podcast. There you go, dog. What? First of all, what? First of all. I don't know. I saw you at Fight to Win yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you didn't. You uh, you were much more angry today than you were yesterday. He doesn't yeah, recall that. I'm on last weed, dog. I don't even know that I saw you. To me, all white people like sometimes I see them in a like a Dave Matthews concert is what I thought when I go to a Fight to Win because I'm like, what are all these people doing here? I'm gonna need to get higher than this. Okay. Uh, no, Mister or uh, just Nate. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, it's still a baby like podcast. It's just like a, it's something we're doing and, uh, it's, 
it's small. We're trying to just get better at it. Something that we wanted, we wanted to do for a while. And, uh, I never uh-huh. said I didn't have one. <laughs> you know <laughs> so who else was a baby so once? so close too? to the mic. What? Who? You know who else was a baby once? Fucking Conor McGregor and Hitler. And look how they turned out, dog. Look they, uh, how they turned out. Widely <laughs> admired for being mean. Hmm. Mm. Do better on that one, son. See, Kev, how are you going to let this kid do a podcast if he can't even get through a guest like me? You know what I mean? Uh, I was strictly against it. I want to be clear. I didn't I didn't know he was doing a podcast. Maybe I'd be into one that was like about music or uh, something I don't care about. Uh, All right. Wrap up this whole thing with me because, you know, if you were hosting a podcast, Jake, this would be going on for too long and you would know that, but you didn't. Nate Diaz, ladies and gentlemen, sure to be heard from more as we enter in the Conor McGregor conspiracy era. Smoke weed every day. Three words, champ. Mixed berries, sativa. Yeah, my man. All right. Jake, you saw the fights. I'm going to ask you as I bring Raph back and we'll just get the votes out here early. Did you see the Conor McGregor versus Donald Cerrone fight? Yeah, I saw it in its entirety. And are we you... just supposed to move past that? Like that didn't just happen. We're just segmenting past. Like, yeah. wait, I mean, what did you didn't want us happen? To break, break it down, or we didn't just bring on a guest on a show that we already had a guest on, like a high-profile guest. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> that was incredible. Then we just go. Thank you. It's just a testament to my booking skills. So large. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) He wears like a seven. He wears like a Barry Bonds hat after the steroids. That's a great joke. I want to make this clear right now. Before he even answers, Kevin, let's have a moment of celebration. We're going to put off talking about the fight for as long as we can because it lasted 40 seconds. Kev, are we not acknowledging that the football gods listened to us last week? Yeah, I already had a joke, by the way. The McGregor-Cerrone fight lasted a whole Jake Watson sex session. You hear that, ladies? You hear that? It was the whole thing. Yeah, today the football gods smiled for the first time in 50 <laughs> years, and we'll be sending the Chiefs back to the Super Bowl where they belong. And in a real blow to State Farm, Aaron Rodgers will not be joining them. It is the Chiefs versus the 49ers. It's a real Joe Montana, Sophie's Choice game. Cannot wait. Mahomes is just the best person on the planet. And I did have a moment where I was watching Travis Kelsey and I was like, Travis Kelsey would be one hell of a heavyweight mixed martial artist. He would. And, uh, you know, kudos to you, Kev, because I'm excited about this Super Bowl in a way that I've never been excited. Uh, Your team versus my childhood team that now has a puppy, which means I'm back. Yeah. And. And Shakira in the halftime show, along with Jennifer Lopez. But Shakira <laughs> and the 49ers and the possibility that even if my team loses to your team, which I don't really want, but I also don't care because you guys have famously, you know, this isn't really your thing. So <laughs> I'm into this. This is the best scenario of all time. So this, Kevin, I think was the gift to you who texted me last night and said, fixed. Now, let's return back to the guest. Jake, what are your thoughts about yesterday? 
real or not? Uh, I think it was real. Okay. Can you explain why you think it's real? Because I can't imagine. I mean, it's hard for me to put myself in the shoes of somebody who would agree to staging a fight. So I can't see how like down Donald would just want to get kicked in the face. Totally can help you here. Totally see your point, but look at your bank account and then add lots more zeros. Now ask yourself if you would throw a fight. Oh wait, right. Sorry. But that would be just a bunch of zeros. Mm -hmm. That was a being broke joke. (laughs) Um, That's good. <laughs> it's actually a good jujitsu payment joke. It's like, well, that, I also you can't add more zeros to zero rep. He he does have a point. I also so. enjoy the fact that this young man over here is like, I couldn't see <laughs> how how could Cowboy even consider doing that. I'd be like, Jake, I'm giving you $100 to make me look good in this role. You'd be like, yes, sir. Are you in mount or in side control? And I'll be like, oh, I'll take side control. He, he just you. shake his head and be like, we'll just swing it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. I don't like to think it was staged. I don't want because then that's just like icky. I don't know. I don't want to. No, I don't think it was staged. All right, Kev. Also, this is also your the fight, the way the fight played out, like it was weird, but mm-hmm. I don't think it was that far out of the realm of possibility. Okay, this is where I turn it over to. I guess amateur conspiracy theorist. This is the first I've really seen Kevin like this in the seven years of plus doing the show and then add on the years that we've known each other beyond that. Kev, you were embracing your conspiracy-ness. You have the floor. Thank you, Raph. I'll turn the people's attention to seven seconds into the fight when inexplicably Donald Cerrone appears to not be defending himself, not be trying to throw bows, I've been trying to throw bombs, but just accepts the clinch. And then he does this thing that I'll call the kitten cuddle. Everyone knows this. It's where you bury your head, do a little kitten cuddle, and wait for someone to do something violent to your face. This fight was 40 seconds of non-activity on one side, followed by what I thought was a unbelievable unity of message about three things and what did they say after the fight conor mcgregor he's finally focused again not just on money but on greatness he's focused on greatness second he invented this new punch where he knocks people out with his shoulder yeah bullshit my ass that doesn't sound right i've seen john jones try and throw those before it's not new but it's certainly not something that donald cerrone's just never experienced in the octagon number three Even Donald Cerrone, after this fight, didn't have that, like, I'm sorry, guys, I just didn't have it tonight, that disappointment speech that he normally gives. What did he say? Well, Connor had a great game plan. You know, that shoulder thing. It's as though everyone had sent a memo, not suggesting that he throw the fight, but suggesting that he stood to financially gain a great deal if he accepted this fight on a premise of we need Connor back in the news. This was a pitiful performance, broken down expertly by Twitter. Just another shout out mm. to their dynamite journalism work. And I expect to hear this on NPR's next serial edition. The fixed fight, how Donald Cerrone took a dive. 
Just a little dive. Jake, let's say you in response to that with your belief this was a pure fight. <clears throat> I will respect my significant elder's opinion. Um, I... I mean, it's happened before in combat sports. Uh, Connor, it was super one-sided. I After you saying what Cowboy said after the fight did is kind of odd because he really is more of an apologetic fighter. He really does like to win. Um, and also, uh, I was talking with uh, an Uber driver this morning about the fight. <laughs> the salt of the <laughs> earth. There's no, no one more connected to the <laughs> – shut up, Raph. There's no one more connected to the truth – to what's going on than people that interact with people and people that drive people are the heroes go on um yeah the uh, the heroes that uh, society needs but doesn't deserve uber drivers this uh this old man police officer mind you he uh, he told me he's like yeah cowboy in the in the pre-fight seemed like he kind of already lost too it's kind of weird i was like huh that's pretty interesting I wonder if I'll talk about that tonight on Verbal Tap. And then we did. <laughs> so like, really, he's more I don't of a have anything better. Thank God I talked to this, <sighs> this cop guy. He couldn't be more right. And this is what the people saw. The people saw it. It's the difference <laughs> between things that happened 30 years ago. You can't doctor this. There's no taking a few frames out of this Zapruder film. I watched it with my own two eyes. I don't know what was going on with Donald Cerrone last night. Okay. Well, one, I want to say uh, significant elders is yeah. a piss very if anyone's, if anyone's curious, maybe genuinely angry, but I let it also I sounds like, like, <laughs> it also sounds like the original name that they had to workshop to get to Golden Girls, like significant elders. <laughs> no, nah, nobody's watching that show on Saturdays. <laughs> Number two, why don't we have the fucking police officer Uber guy on the show instead of Jake? Oh, I've been thinking that since he mentioned him. I was like, finally, someone who can help me out here. Though it does sound like I've crept into Jake's psyche that he's starting yes. to think about some things. He's like, you know, now that I think about it, everybody everybody was too uniform. They had packages all ready to it, go with Jorge Masvidal. It looked like the whole thing had been orchestrated as an exercise in no this is not going to be a good fight let's also like. discuss the fact that uh um well well said there Kev. but i also want to discuss the fact that the best thing an uber driver has said to me while taking me to jiu-jitsu was oh you did jiu-jitsu huh Ask me a few questions about it. I respond. I try to keep it very civil. He asks me what rank I am. I say purple. He says, mm, okay. He says to me, you know, I think you should get in a fight to see how that all works out for you. <laughs> that's the first time I quoted the endgame meme of one old Captain America that just goes, nope, I don't believe I will. Mm, no. Nope. And I looked at this guy and I just said, yeah, all right. Thanks, Uber driver. You really changed my mind. Today, I'm going here and then afterwards getting in a fight. So, just want to say, Uber critics out there. Jake, I love that you're approaching this with the open-mindedness of a child discovering, you know, Santa does come when I do go to sleep. I don't want to say I'm 100% committed to it. 
But what are mom and dad doing then? On the same spectrum, I want to say this. I don't necessarily think the fight was fixed. I will say it was very stupid to hear a number of people talking about how Donald Cerrone doesn't show up in big fights up until he didn't show up in the big fight. And then I was supremely mad that that was going to be the narrative that we have to listen to from lesser journalists. And Kevin, I know it's early to talk about verbal tappies for the year 2020, but can we talk about making a memorial award, the Stephen A. Smith analysis in MMA award for this year's verbal tappies, please. Absolutely. And let's also take two glimpses from this experience and add a uh, verbal tappy for the best Cerrone, which is someone <laughs> that didn't show up to a fight. Uh, hey, speaking of not showing up to a fight, let's just take a quick sojourn south here. Jake, you fought someone on Saturday? Uh, yes, but wh- how is that a sojourn? I did fight. Uh, I think I was trying to use it as like, a, let's just take a little quick space to talk about your fight. That was mostly. Oh, I was trying to venture yeah. away from. I wanted to give you a moment. You know, you're on the show. You're grinding, and I don't like you personally, but professionally, I just wanted to highlight maybe some things that you did. So I was going to see how the fight went before we move past. It's a clear two to one. I'll admit it. Maybe the fight wasn't fixed, but I know what I saw and. My fiance was with me, and normally she doesn't have opinions, but her and I are like, that was fixed. And we were seeing things clearly. I don't want to elaborate. Jake, who'd you fight? Where'd you fight? Did you win? Uh, I fought in Sacramento, California, fight to win 135. I fought Ronaldo Jr., and I won by unanimous decision. Hmm. Did you I fought f- good. It, it felt good? What What was the thing that kept you from submitting him? Uh, him being very defensive, but all, like he does. So the weird thing about Ronaldo as a competitor is uh, he doesn't fight in a submission only rule set, f- hunting for submissions. So he doesn't often win submission only rule sets because he just he doesn't understand to switch from the IBJJF game as well as I think. Uh, not to like toot my own horn, but I do. Uh, most of the fight was spent with me on top, and he was—he threw a lasso with one leg and lapel with the other, and held me. And I was trying to pass, but he wasn't really engaging at all. And then for the last two minutes and thirty seconds, he was trying to pass, but I was also trying to attack off my back. So that's what gave me the decision. Um, he's really like for the IBJJF rule set and for tournament rule set, he's really good competitor because he's hard to do anything to, uh, and he transfers that like really hard to do anything to into fight to win, but he also doesn't do much. So I couldn't submit him because he was keeping his hips really far back. He was staying pretty patient, uh, not letting a lot of openings happen, but ultimately in a seven minute match, it paid well for me. All right. You have a very good recall about that. That's interesting. I'd imagine when you compete as much as you do, you do. Okay. So those were the two fights we cared the most about, obviously. Yours and Conor McGregor versus Donald Cerrone. Let's clip some of these other ones. Holly Holm versus Raquel Pennington. Does anyone have anything they would like to share about this fight? Pretty standard. Uh, it's kind of boring. 
It, yeah, okay. I mean, they were just like, uh, they're good. You know, you can tell Raquel Pennington seems a little less aggressive than she used to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Holly Holm has always been, like I said last week, uh, she's always like been this kind of fighter who's very good at formulating a game plan. And if she says that that was the game plan, I kind of believe her. Uh, but definitely not. She didn't open up very much. She seemed like she was hesitant to, hesitant to strike, and she has better striking than Raquel. I'm glad she won, though, because that means I was right and you uh, weren't. Yeah. A theme that we'll get more to as we as I reveal the scores. Because uh, I got quite comfortable in that position. Raph, did you see the Olenek armbar? Of Mr. Green, yeah, winning the fight. You know, the- Green's winning that fight, right? Obviously, yeah. and then yeah, that's the thing about arm bars. <laughs> What's the thing about arm bars, Kev? <laughs> they don't. They don't care how the fight's going. <laughs> they they will break your fucking arm regardless. It's really, it's a bitch of them. Um, well, I'm glad that Ole Nick got one back after. A terrible performance against Gordon Ryan, so that was nice. What I didn't love about it was that there was a shout-out to how good Gordon Ryan is because the last thing any of us need is for Gordon Ryan to hear that being said on one of the biggest nights of fighting as if he doesn't already say it himself every it's day. Bad night. A bad night for the haters? I mean, if you want to say something cliche and dumb <laughs> that he didn't invent, then sure. I just enjoy the fact that I'm watching it peacefully and I go, oh, man, Gordon's going to love this. The, that's going to be insufferable to whoever he's around. So Mo and all of the other dorks in the camp right now, I'm sure we're losing their shit as they watch that. Um, yeah, Maurice's power was good and it looked like it was stunning Olenek. And then Olenek just tried to throw as many submissions as possible. And I thought for a split second, I was like, is he going to submit him with like a, you know, that scarf hold essentially. I was like, can we get an arm bar here? Can we get this? And then when he survived, I go, Hey man, credit to you. Cause that dude just looks like he's just pressuring you. And maybe to us in jujitsu, we kind of look at it and take it for granted and go like, Oh, this is how you escape that. It is a different story for these gentlemen who fight MMA, who have to do multiple types of styles and may not be as well versed in these areas. Because sometimes some of these MMA guys with Olnick look around like, what the f*** is this guy doing to me? It just feels terrible. So I gave him the benefit of the doubt and I said, yeah, that looks pretty nasty to be in. Did you have any other different thoughts ranking Black Belt on the podcast? You know, I actually... uh... I hate to say it, but uh, fight to win after the show, they put the fight on the big screen. But they were also they were also uh, <clears throat> putting away the stage and everything like that. And I was uh, I offered my help to them, so I helped them out putting the stage away. So I didn't get to see every bit of every fight, uh, which is unfortunate. So I actually missed some. So I don't have an opinion. No. I get it. I get it. You were so nice to them that you abandoned your duty to the show. It's okay. No, it's not that I don't love you guys. It's that Mm -hmm. I. uh, It's that I'm, I'm a an idiot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would be. You know what, Kev? This seems like a good time to make the kid do his trick. Hey, bring out your guitar. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what do you guys, guys want to hear? Kev, yell out request. We decided oh, off air, he was playing the guitar for us. And we said, you know, we've never had anybody bring a guitar to tune up while we're just doing the pre-chat. But then Kevin and I were off air yelling random songs for him to play. So Kev, yell at him. Tell him what he should be playing. Will you play Every Rose Has a Thorn? And we can fill in some lyrics. Every guillotine has a price. And All right, here we go. Helpful. Lovely. We did it. Alright, alright, alright. Got it. Alright, cool. This point, here's a little podcast tip. If it goes longer than eight seconds, you have to credit it and they get money. We don't have that money. So you got it. Oh, I thought it was twenty. Verbal tap legals researching. I can see that. That's by oh, shit. We have the <laughs> shittiest <laughs> lawyers. That's every rose has its thorn by Rock of Love. <laughs> Thank you appreciate it um if you were to let's say did you so that means you didn't see the brian kelleher and uh adi as he was born fight right no but i heard that brian kelleher won in uh very good like awesome fashion i saw the post fight interviews very happy he won by a uh was it a guillotine yes okay i caught the end of that yeah, back to my thing. Every guillotine choke has a price. I was uh, yeah, doing a little, Kevin was a little earlier lead up into it, but guillotine the shit out of him. Two and a half minutes in, these bottom three fights on this card are my favorites. They all have submissions, armbar, guillotine choke from Kelleher, which he just caught him. It looks like a brutal guillotine though, but that's guillotine is also. I'll take your advice here, both of you. It does feel like one of those chokes you can really crank out in the gym right like if you have technique and strong forearms that's helpful yes i would agree with that okay so that's what it burns a lot of energy like the guillotine choke if you don't have it all the way and you and you squeeze it for a very long time especially in a fight where like in mma you have to use your arms for more than just grabbing and and pulling and pushing it to also generate explosive power so if you don't get a guillotine in mma fight on top of already being like tired like winded then it sucks so you take kind of a big risk but i mean when you have a guillotine like the one he had it doesn't really matter he's gonna rip the guy's neck off brutal i would say kev it's helpful to have an obtuse head (laughs) because today someone tried to guillotine me and you know they kind of hit a surprise and i was looking at them like oh my god are you trying this on me how dare you and I don't think that I did anything especially good to get out of it. I just kind of used the power of my giant head and I was out of it. And uh, I feel like it's the one gift we get, those of us who had struggles putting on helmets when we were in Little League uh, in a future date. So it is good to know that that's what's uh, my special power in jiu-jitsu. So thank you, giant head. Um, Let's discuss this, Kev. Carlos Diego Fieria versus Anthony Pettis. What were your thoughts on this fight because of the fact that I think it was very sad to see Pettis get... I mean, it says on here a naked choke, but it was kind of more of a prank, if we're being honest. Yeah, and he also got, like, straight up stunted before that. Like, he got jello-legged, and then he got taken down and choked the fuck out. 
or cranked out. Do they would they put that right? I don't think they do. I don't think they ever put neck crank right. It's always face choke or like rear naked. I feel like they would call it a rear naked choke, just like they don't call it a verbal fucking tap. They call it a verbal submission. Verbal submission, which is bullshit. Um, they just don't like their their legal is the one that tells them not to say verbal tap because they know it would give us more attention. Like we were so it's like verbal submission. But tough night um, for Pettis, he, isn't it? Yeah. Because this is not where he wants to be. He's He just seems uh, extremely beatable now. Yeah, it's tough to watch. Um, okay, so that means that you didn't see any of the rest of this then, right, Jake? Uh, I am looking and I now see that Claudia Gadelia versus Alexa Grosso was canceled. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Which is awkward. Why was it canceled? Five pounds overweight might do it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's ridiculous. There were people. So whenever somebody misses weight and we put up like a news kind of thing on it, and I don't tend to always put like a like a sassy comment with it. Like there are some news articles that I just put up and I go, "Here's the news." I don't know if you guys saw it. You might have seen it before me, but in case you didn't, here it is. I get notes from people who have strong feelings about it and wonder if I do too. And they're like, she just wanted out of that fight. And I'm like, probably, I don't know. I'm not them. I, you're, I, are you talking? It's like, you're yelling at the TV, but you're yelling at me. Yes. No, maybe. Cool. Thank you for your input because I get a lot of strongly worded DMS, uh, from folks. Um, so that there is that, um, but anyway, yeah, the Roxanne, let's go to Roxanne Modifari. Uh, big congrats to her for being an underdog and, and winning this in a very, very big fashion. And I believe, and I might be wrong on this, but Macy Barber, like, her knee was no bueno by the that end of this. That looked brutal. That looked bad. She just, like, had that grimace. <laughs> she was just trying to play it on it. It's like, mm, not going to work. You <laughs> so Roxanne. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just saying. Roxanne later said that it was not her intention to hurt her knee or do anything like that, which is very nice to me of an MMA fighter. And we've interviewed her. We know she is a very nice person. But I got to say, if I still want to fight, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that something bad happened to you. I don't know that I could ever say to them, man, I really wasn't trying to blow out your knee. Except for the 49 times I kicked you in it. Except that's so, exactly my goal every time. Oops. Sorry. I mean, I'm kind of glad it worked out for me, but uh, get better. And she definitely, I there's, I mean, I always give people the respect of just gutting it out. It's like, once again, I would have tapped. I would have been like, could we substitute Jake Watson? <laughs> Can somebody get in here? So I would have done whatever I could to get out, but. Propster and uh, Matafari back in the driver's seat, ending out the prelim. That's a big spot, too. I want to talk about another big spot. There are two other great fights. Feely versus Yusuf is a fun, high-octane, good-energy fight. Yusuf gets the decision. Elliot versus Askarov was unbelievable. Those two are both made of whatever Stretch Armstrong was made of, just youth and denial. It's amazing. But Drew Dober steals the prelims 
with the KO of he just dropped this overhand left hook and put it right on the chin, knocked him unconscious. The ref made Drew Dober hit him a solid 20 more times than I would have allowed. But <laughs> we've got to give a uh, shout out to podcast favorite Drew Dober, right? Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> we should also note <clears throat> something that's really important here, Kev, is that um, Drew won. <clears throat> We're all very happy about that. But he also got a performance bonus and the love of Dana White. Ooh. Dana White said, if you don't know, now you know, uh, uh, in the presser about him. And uh, made, at one point, very specific mention of him to press row about how proud he was of him. And he was like, it was a big fight. And I was like, yeah, give Drew a good fight. That's awesome, Dana. Thank you. What Dana was not a fan of was refing in general. He mentioned that in the Drew Dober fight, when somebody was asking him, they're like, do you think he took, you know, his opponent took more shots than he needed to? And Dana was like, yeah, yeah. And what's, yeah, what's the deal with that? Tonight, all the fights were fucking like, there was, there was not a good night for refereeing. And if there's one theme I want you guys to totally understand that Dana had while talking about everything to press row was, he came out in a great mood being like, hey, guys, I'm in a fucking great mood. This was a fucking great thing. It felt like every question that they asked him that was a bummer question, Dana showed a little bit of her stank going, I'm in a good mood. Don't ask me about Ferguson and the other guy, Khabib, yeah, whoever, all night, 40 minutes. They didn't let him go. Dana was so tired. At one point, he said to our good friend, Sebastian Vendel Martinez, uh, who was asking him about Alexander Gustafsson and the possibility of him coming to fight in there. He just goes, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Maybe you didn't notice. There's a whole bunch of fights that would happen tonight. I was like, "Uh uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> angry Hulk Dana coming out very soon. He gets pissed. He it gets was real. But the thing is, he's trying to tell the people, he's like, I'm in a good mood. Stop making me angry. Um, so that happened several times this evening. Or yesterday evening, I guess I should say. Um, but yes, those were the big fights. Kev, what is the reveal that we need to make here? That Jake Watson beat the ever-living shit out of me. That if this had been a prison-esque situation, I am a Mississippi gang member and he's running the ward. This isn't a good look for me. He won 9-3. to three. Now, shut up. Hold on. <laughs> I don't like it along with your age pity. Uh, along with two two big caveats. One, this fight card was Decision City. Two, huge asterisks because of all the bullshit shenanigans that were clearly pulled. And now I'm reaching into the conspiracy thing and using it just to help my own agenda. It's not fair. It's not fair to conspiracies, but it is what I'm going to do. Jake, you were the better man. You might be the better man. Difficult for me, especially given uh, what a looker you are. But your thoughts on such a devastating victory? Uh, I'm just, you know, I knew uh, going in it was going to be tough. You're a veteran of the game. You are, uh, I don't, uh, quite frankly, I don't even know what you look like. So I'm not going to comment and say if you're uh, 
a handsome lad or if you're uh, quite frankly ugly but um was that going to be something you were going to do if you knew him yes anyway um i'm just uh, looking forward to the next time that uh, i'm on over under kevin so i can either go two and oh now i'm gonna go two and oh next time i'm on here but um (laughs) yeah pretty uh pretty landslide victory do, can Pretty you nice. play landslide? Is that did you cue yourself up on the guitar or you? No, I, I oh, do God not know that song. Damn it! All right, no, no, it's fine. That's my bad. What the fuck is that song? <laughs> he, that's you know. I want to get back to my conspiracy. Connor looked a little. <laughs> Connor looked a little too ready to go on press row. Like, oh, I, I already knew it's going to win. It wasn't even a big deal. He's meeting Chad Johnson behind the stage. They had Chad Johnson there. There's zero chance this fight was going to go any other way than how it went. Maybe. Can I also express how weird it was? He changed his name to Chad Fixed Fight. That's how crazy it was. No. Don't don't tell the audience that. They may think it's true, Kevin. Isn't fixing fights illegal? (laughs) Define illegal. Like, isn't you know, like treason illegal? Maybe. No, like how in good, this day how and age, how good's your lawyer? Is your lawyer yeah. really good? Don't worry about it. You, you know what it is. If you admit it, then yeah, it's illegal. But if you don't, then like, eh, what are you gonna do? So, <clears throat> I would say this: Connor yesterday did his thing. But I want to go more in depth into the Stephen A. Smith thing, which, I, Kev, you know that they usually have like a press conference, and I usually wait for that. And <clears throat> normally they have like a little like bu- bumper music sort of a thing that they play uh, before they do it that you can just kind of watch. It's like watching paint dry. So I, f- I flip on over to ESPN to see if there's anything to watch. And they do have Stephen A. Smith talking with Bisping and John Anik and Chael. And Stephen A. Smith was talking about his utter disappointment uh, with Donald Cerrone. Uh, uh, To the point where he was saying, I'm disgusted. Now, I didn't know who this this Donald Cerrone was, but I thought he was going to last at least a round or two. And I was pissed that he last. You could tell he wasn't in there. It just disgusts me. And I'm thinking, what? He gets it. Who, who asks you about any like? Did do you watch any other fights? Are you familiar with anybody other than Conor McGregor? It was so bad. I watched the paint dry back on the UFC channel, waiting for the press conference that was literally just playing old embedded episodes. And I said, "Yeah, that's way more entertaining." Because Stephen A. Smith, and we've said this before, he just has no business being here. Just don't bring him on. It's an insult to all of us. Wow. Yeah, that's that's rough. He is bad at it though. No, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's I, I heard uh, on Twitter. I heard that people were really not okay, and they were like really upset about it. And I never really saw what he said, um, but he must have said something bad for you know, casual and uh, actual fighter fans alike. I guess actual fighter being like people who actually partake in the sport fans and casual fans being upset about it it's like oh geez what do you say it's just not something we need 
Like, I don't see what the upside of him showing up is for us. So it's difficult to watch him kind of like come in and people are like, well, you know, at first I started thinking, I was like, yeah, I guess it's probably good if he shows up and gets us some more eyeballs and does that sort of a thing. I don't think that he is. I don't think that he does. And I know he makes a good amount of money for ESPN. Um, but honestly, it's just watching somebody highly ignorant that isn't Michael Bisping just waste oxygen. And it's annoying to have to sit through. And, you know, even if you have a difference of opinion on, oh, is Errol Hawani a good commentator or a good voice in the community? That's a difference of opinion. Stephen A. Smith is just somebody who visits every once in a while and i want to be able to say like can we make sure his key card doesn't work so that he can't make it up there or can we just switch him out can we have him back you know in a booth somewhere like anywhere else other than on that stage because it's it's atrocious television and it's really when you get excited to see espn on abc and you say man one of the oldest broadcast companies ever that's pretty incredible that they got some infomercial time, essentially, on the top of that day. It's different. It's cool. But then you see him there and you go, ugh, back down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> that was – well. It's, it's scary that you're articulate and um, you broke it down like that. It makes it seem much more scathing. <laughs> that's that, – I've been told that's my gift. So <laughs> to be scathing. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, articulately scathing is the next podcast I'll make. Almost uh, as scathing as my no, uh, landslide victory over no, Kevin. Oh, uh, terrible oh, transition. <laughs> Sorry. Now, uh, Kev, now that we've discussed that and he transitioned us back to what we should be talking about. Um, what was the bet this time? I honestly don't remember what I owe him, but that's, I think, because of a heavy amount of substance abuse that's been going on for me today. That's fair. <laughs> um, what about Jake? Do you remember what it was? Uh, I thought it, <clears throat> it was uh, the Bernardo Faria impression that you had to make a tutorial, a, a technique tutorial in a Bernardo Faria impression. See, that's what you that was going to be do. if you lost. I think uh, I Kevin had to express an I, opinion oh, like, about you in video uh, that I would be saying, like in my voice, essentially. Oh. Not an impression, just the way I would express it. Okay. Does that sound about right, Kevin? Yeah. So as he gets geared up for his next fight, we'll we'll release something. Yeah. That'll be we'll nice figure little, out um, This is why Jake Watson will definitely win this fight. We'll do it uh, using oh. Raph's linguistic <laughs> My articulate scathingness. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Jake, where can the people find you? Remind everyone where they can follow along with your bullshit. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram.com slash Jake Watson official. You can follow me on Twitch.tv slash Jake Watson underscore BJJ. Oh, no, and then, um, and then, uh, 
and that's it. You can only follow me there. All what right. about your podcast, Jake? Uh, you can follow that on Verbal Tabcast because <laughs> follow that instead. That's true. I will say, Kev, there is one moment, and I I kind of feel like you should have a blessing in this as well. But Jake, why don't you ask or tell Kevin what you asked me when I yelled at you about it initially on Instagram? Oh, I asked Raph if he could be my uh, podcast sensei. Could you be my podcast co-sensei? Yeah, his his <laughs> senpai. I get it. I'm, I'm yeah, following. Yeah, because the thing is, is I'm not um, like I admire like okay, uh, this is a real talk moment. Uh, I actually I really admire raf a lot and he's uh ever since john evans introduced me to him he's been very very helpful for me and he's been a great friend and i imagine you're probably the same way otherwise raf might not keep you around so uh you guys have been great and i want to learn from you guys just because i'm just trying to affect people's lives in a positive way and i like i really enjoy the idea of podcasting i even want to get into commentary like i've told raf and uh I feel like you guys have a lot of wisdom and knowledge in that field, and I'm just trying to do it too because I think it'd be a lot of fun, and I think I could be very good at it, um, and I'm willing to put in the commitment and time to do it. So that's just uh, what I'm trying to you know, learn from you guys, and I also really enjoy being on the show, so whenever you guys want me on the show, I'll always do it. <clears throat> but that's why so, I want you guys to be my senseis or senpai So sensei. hold on. Hold on. Yes. Uh, don't listen to any of this. Kev, sidebar, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Oh, I'm going to, yeah, and then I'll sabotage him. We'll give him mm-hmm. shitty advice. That way it just goes sideways. Mm-hmm. We'll do that classic thing. Because we'll, the we'll thing Republican, is, like, we'll take the I, Republican approach. <laughs> we'll just, like, issue a memo. The thing, the thing that I think that we need to be aware of is, He's trying to replace us, you know? Well, so, maybe like, he should. Isn't... I told you my confidence is shaking. <laughs> He's really good at jujitsu. <laughs> but, like, it was different when he was trying to replace you. It was like, oh, well, okay, oh, sure. I see. But yeah, now he's yeah. trying to be competition. It's yeah. very different. He's trying to replace different. us as a show, and I'm not okay with that. So I think keep him close, teach him all the wrong things, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we still exist better and more ever, forever and ever. Anyway, Do your podcast uh, at Sidebar a Jamba Dome. Juice. People will love it. Yes, yeah, I've heard her. Side over. Okay, uh, Jake, you can listen in uh, back again. Hi, uh, what, what were you guys talking about? Excellent. All right. Listen, Jake, I think we will begrudgingly take on your mentorship in podcasting. You will have assignments. You will have uh, reporting back to us. Um, but more than anything, uh, we are happy to provide our years of communication knowledge uh, between myself and Kevin, which – and I, I think this is more a reflection of how little communication scholars we have in the sport. I mean, I think, what is it, Kevin? We have a combined 40 years of experience. A lot of years. Talking. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's got to be good for something. So, yeah, we'll pass it on. Uh, you know, like We're- doing a special signal, you're, you're hired or something. Cool. Um, we are going to interview John Combs here soon. Oh, Colorado so be like, zone. I've heard that uh, from Raf. Raf said that he was a really great guest and uh, that he's really interesting and he's easy to talk to. 
Um, when he's not he's hurling a- insults at you, if you could just no, let him calm we, down. That's what we're trying to. We we just want a guy who's easy. We're just looking for an easy one. I've heard, I've heard him described that way. No, I've talked to some people in Colorado. John Combs is easy. <laughs> that's what Jake Watson said. I couldn't agree more. Uh, um, I never John said Combs I'll a- find out. <laughs> He is a beloved member of the Verbal Tap extended family. He's great. He'll give you a good interview. Um, he's been on before. Kev, did he beat you at over under Kevin too? Oh, fuck. He might have. Yeah, he did. Because I think you had to give him some. My wife's signaling over on the side. Who hasn't? Which also is a great joke. Hey, but maybe... calm down. Mrs. Esparza, let's all be in this together. It's 2020. She, she is. She is. I mean, God, she laughs. It at... doesn't sound like she... it. Kev, she was laughing at the pompacity or pompacity, uh, whatever, uh, the pomp and circumstance, if you would, of both of us being overinflated podcast hosts. So, I mean, she's given it to us both ways, you know, I, she's laughing at how stupid we are being right now. And she's not wrong, but it's a fun bit to do. Jake's anyway, Jake, fault. here's it is Jake's fault. Jake, we enjoyed having you on. We are glad that you were able to come do the thing with us and and you were able to watch fights. I'm a little disappointed in your ability to show up as a correspondent at Fight to Win and be busy helping people and putting away the stage, which, by the way, you're not getting paid for. Um, You know, so you're being a nice guy, but like, you know. Yeah, you're right. I should be a rude person instead. How was you know what if you were ruder, ruder, maybe (laughs) it's not binary. If I would have said nothing, it would have. You're right. If I would have just said nothing, it would have been the same politeness level. (laughs) I'm just an RPG character trying to get good points. Oh God, you're trying to go to the good place. All right. Anyway, I just enjoy you, uh, Jake. Ever since John has uh, thrown you our way, you've been nothing but a delight on both the grappling hour and here. And it was, uh, it was time for you to come on the show. So we'll have you back. We'll figure out some reason to bring you back on Kev. Do you have any departing words before we go? No, I'm so embarrassed. No. I lost to this, this flash, this, this firework grenade pinup model. I can't believe that's what I lost. Firework to. grenade pinup model. Things that are good for five to seven seconds is what I'm trying to categorize. Oh my god! And here I am losing. What about me? What about me makes you? Oh, that's a reference to my fight to win fight, huh? A little bit. Oh <laughs> wow! I thought this whole time you were talking about my uh, performance, my performance time in in the bed. I was with the forty second remark earlier. That was definitely a shot at your 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 love making prowess. Well, yeah, it's not good. It's just good to hit both. I just want the yeah. audience to hear it both. So we're all set. Jake Watson. Very, very sadly uh, would not get a performance of the night despite five other people getting it yesterday. So anyway, that's a good note to close on. Jake, thank you so much for coming on the show, sir. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Please note, the new number is...